Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much. Happy Christmas from the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Here we are, Christmas week. How did that happen? Good afternoon on this Monday afternoon. 51551 ray at rte.ie And if the traffic on the roads is anything to go by, a lot of people, a lot of people have decided, that's it, that's it, I'm not doing any more. Thanks very much. I'm taking my Christmas break as and from now. I'd say you'd be getting a lot of those, uh, you know, those emails that you get when you send somebody an email and it pings back to you and it says, you know, out of, the, out of office. Those out of office emails. You'd be getting a lot of those over the coming days. Anyway, we're with you until Thursday, which is the day before Christmas Eve, the eve of Christmas Eve. And we've loads to get through between now and then. And uh, the first thing I should say is actually Thursday's show, we do it every year and it seems to work. We just do requests. It's a a show that's led by you, the listeners. Um, And this year, we would like to get more voices on the air. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to ask you to send us in voice notes. So uh, I'll read out the script here because that's the way to do it. Thursday is our last day before Christmas. We're going to do our annual music show packed full of Christmas music and shout outs and we want to hear from you. We want to play loads of your WhatsApp voice notes on Thursday's show. So what do you want to know? Who you are, where you are, uh, who you want to say Happy Christmas to, where they are in the world, um, any special uh, message you want to send, any particular song you want to hear, Christmas song, uh, please. Uh, and then just do all that on a recorded message. Keep it within sort of 15, 20 seconds because if it's any longer, we probably won't have time to play it because we're trying to do as many as we can. I'll populate the cart wall here with all your voice notes on the day and then I'll just press it every so often um, and we'll get true loads of them. So we're looking for your uh, Christmas greetings, well wishes to play out on Thursday on the show between three and half four and you can send us a voice note now and the number to send it to 087-187-9101. So if you want to write that down because it's probably something you'll have to think about, write out your bit of script, make sure you don't leave out anybody and then record it. So 087-187-9101. We're open for your WhatsApp voice notes for Thursday. Um, so who you are, where you are, who you want to say Happy Christmas to, and maybe if it's a song, a particular song, put that at the end because then we can edit it out <laughs> if we want to. Uh, and uh, just nice and up and Christmassy and, you know, you know yourself. You know yourself. Um, so looking forward to that on uh, Thursday. If you've sent us in a charity um, calendar, we'll be doing that on Wednesday, announcing our four category winners and our overall winner. Um and ray at rte.ie for anything between now and then that you want us to talk about. Uh, a couple of emails in over the weekend. Um, we better get to this one because this, this is urgent. This is urgent, lads. Wait till you hear this one. Um, I need some advice from your listeners and also maybe to warn others of this Christmas trap. My wife has landed me in it with less than a week to go before the big day. At the start of the month, we agreed no gifts for Christmas. With everything going on, we had enough to be doing and we don't really need anything this year. It'll be enough to get to Christmas Day without getting COVID. So we said, no gifts, deal done. Except it wasn't. Yesterday, under the tree, what appeared? Two gifts wrapped up with my name on it from my wife. So now the panic begins. The lads, whoever they are, have since informed me that no gifts never means no gifts. And I shouldn't have been so naive. So just to warn others to beware. You might get caught out too. And also, any last minute gift ideas for me? Thanks, anonymous and panicked. (laughs) 
I, I'm not. I, I can't comment really. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Uh, but if you have any advice on that, no, it's no. We don't need anything. So let's not get each other gifts. It's just too much hassle. No gifts. No gifts. And are you sure that means no gifts? Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure that means? Yeah, no gifts. Absolutely no gifts. You may have had that conversation in the past. Liam has been on as well. Very much been enjoying the show and the run-up to your Christmas. I'm curious, though, am I the only one who can't watch Christmas movies and listen to Christmas music once we get to Christmas Day? Don't get me wrong. I think Christmas music and movies are an essential component in the build-up to Christmas. But once we get to the 25th, 26th, 27th, etc., I feel their effect has waned. There's still the Christmas feel and atmosphere during those days, but the Christmas music and movies just don't have the same impact as the lead-up to the 25th. What is the cutoff point for others in regards to Christmas music and movies? Regards, happy Christmas, Liam. I know what you're saying. Christmas is as much about the anticipation as it is about the event, about the day. Um, and we're all getting excited now. It's the 20th and be more excited tomorrow and then even more excited and more excited. And that's why we're counting down the sleeps and the elves are doing whatever they're doing and all that. And Santa, is he ready yet? And then when it comes to Christmas Day, I think definitely on Christmas Day, I would always have the Christmas music going in the background. But then when you get to St. Stephen's Day, I'm with you. That, that's it. Shh, gone. Good luck. <laughs> you know, they sort of have a, a, a pong of gone off from them. You know, every, everything of Christmas should have 25th of December, used by 25th of December, or else they'll go off. Uh, so that's my opinion, Liam. I don't know what, what the others feel, but I'm sure they'll let us know. Uh, we've been doing various lists over the last while because people look back in the year and we've been doing various compilations of different types of Christmas songs. We were doing the highest earners and all sorts of things. The, the, the one that came to me over the weekend, and myself and Neil put our heads together on this one, it's oddball Christmas songs. Yeah, oddball Christmas songs, ones that don't get a lot of airing, but probably deserve to get more airing, if you know what I mean. Yes. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Right. Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes round on special night? Santa comes round on special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa, must be Santa. Bob Dylan must be Santa. Santa, Claus. Who has boots and suit of red? Who has boots and suit of red? Who has a long cap on his head? Santa was a long cap on his head. Cap on his suit of red. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus. There you go, an oddball Christmas song. Do you want some more? You do, of course you do, you do, you do. Silver bell, silver bell, silver bell, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Sir Terry Wogan. Ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, hear them ring, hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas Day. Yeah, the smooth, velvety tones of Terry Wogan. I think Ala Jones is in there as well. And if you're looking for alternative versions of Christmas standards, She and Him. It's that time of year When the world falls in love Every song you hear Seems to say Merry Christmas May your New Year's dreams Come true Nice. And the song of mine in three quarter time wishes you 
She and him, they have a Christmas album. That's the Christmas Waltz from that album. It's lovely. Kate Bush. You know that I'll be waiting To hear your footsteps saying You'll be coming home for Christmas Please say you won't forget me That every moment's empty But only till you're coming home for Christmas If only I had wings That's nice. It's only a minute and 45 seconds long. It's lovely. And this one. So I think I'm going to play that in its entirety. Smith and Burroughs, when the Thames froze. Yeah, we will. We'll do that in a moment. We'll do that. loads more things to do. Uh, listen, uh, Neil Dermer was in last week. He's on Dancing with the Stars this year. And he forgot to mention the gigs. So if you go to his website, he's in the Cork Opera House and around the place next year uh, when things will open up fingers crossed and all that so Neil Delamere is gigging all over the country and uh, we've got to mention when he was in because we got caught up with dancing and all that sort of thing so so there it is a mention for that um, let's see what you're saying there uh, hi Ray today we launched our virtual race to the North Pole the positive distraction in difficult times asking everyone to donate their miles not their money it's a fundraiser as opposed to a fundraiser ah very good Asylum seekers, refugees, migrants and the wider Irish community running, jogging and walking as one. Everyone welcome to join us. We have to reach Santa by Christmas Eve. For more, go to sanctuaryrunners.ie and that's our friend uh, Graeme, Graeme Clifford. Uh, yeah, sanctuaryrunners.ie if you want to donate your miles, uh, get to the North Pole by Christmas and it's a fundraiser rather than a fundraiser. Did I tell you about Equator Joe I met last weekend? He's walking around the equator virtually uh, he was at the half marathon there he's from Joe Carney's name an amazing man um, and he's walking 20 kilometres a day anyway Trevor has been on thank you for bringing me back to my childhood with the Den podcast oh yeah, yeah they sort of invaded the house over the weekend Zig and Zag and Dustin and we put together the Den Christmas podcast and you can get it wherever you, wherever you get your podcast the Den Christmas podcast uh, I, I think it'll make you smile uh, it's a nice little lead into Christmas uh, with, the, with the old gang back together. Uh, there are 12 days in Christmas, not just one, says that person. And Christmas carols from now to 25th, then that's the end of them. Can't tolerate them after that. I'm with you, Mary. Christmas is 12 days. It finishes with nulling them on, Ray. And if you can't think of a present, give a vaccine. That's a good idea, says Mary in Galway. Uh, Christmas continues until the 6th of January, including the giving and receiving of presents. Merry Christmas, says Eve Parnell. I wonder... Eve, have you got a Christmas birthday? When a woman says no gifts, what she really means is surprise me with a lovely gift on Christmas Day. Oh, God. Um, I love Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Now, which version is that, you see? You're asking me to play a song that I don't know the version of. I'll give it a little bit of a... See? Yeah. Mundy does a great version of it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me 
Mommy and Grandpa, we believe. Thank you very much. We like that in our house as well. The other list that's doing the rounds today is now, it's become a tradition, Amy O'Connor's Thread of Happiness. Uh, journalist Amy O'Connor uh, annually now uh, describes it as a roundup of some things I thought were touching, lovely, silly or gas this year. Uh, and she goes through all the clips that went viral from January of this year till now. And uh, a lot of them we actually featured on the show, like Vincent, the laughing dad. We played some of it last week. He was sending a, <laughs> he was sending a message to his son in Australia and he just couldn't get past the hello <laughs> I started laughing. I played. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it again. Uh, Anthony Fitzgerald. This is from March of this year, and you might remember uh, Wally the Walrus, the Arctic Walrus, showed up in Valencia Island. And Anthony Fitzgerald is a local, and he was talking to RT News about, about you know Wally and, and what, he, what what Wally sounded like. Uh, suddenly, I heard. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh man. Anthony Fitzgerald and then of course in August we had the Olympics and gold medalist Kelly Harrington brilliant for Zor and for John for all the support Hakuna Matata hey no worries worries. and Kelly was in with us on Friday and we had a lovely chat if you didn't hear it when it went out live um, you can listen to it back as a podcast and and then from February this is one of my favourites it's Rod Ponton who we spoke to back at the time and he is a lawyer we might call them solicitors they call them lawyers in America in Texas and he was on a pre-court case Zoom call with the judge very important call uh, and he, he was using his assistant's laptop and whatever the assistant had been doing the last time he or she used it they had a, a filter a kitten filter on so when Rod appeared in front of the judge on the Zoom call he appeared as a kitten. Yes, he did. Chaponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're a trying look. to... We're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's... I'm here live. It's not. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I can. I can see that. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. That's. I'm not a cat, Your Honor. I definitely am not a cat. Oh, that's great. And thanks to Amy O'Connor for curating uh, that list of pick me ups from 2021. Uh, the talk has come around to Christmas dinner, obviously, because it's you know less than a week away, and gravy is a big thing. Gravy is a big thing. I use Jamie Oliver's recipe um, and put all the vegetables in under the turkey, but I do it under a chicken in the week leading up because you don't want to be doing a fussy thing like gravy on the day. So if you can make it in the lead up and he has a get ahead gravy, so you you, you sort of do it beforehand and then you add the juices of the turkey um, on the day to give it that turkey flavour. Anyway, somebody called Darcy, spelt with an I as opposed to a Y, has been on Twitter saying, I don't care what anyone says, gravy should be thick. None of this watery stuff I see on people's roasts. Um, it's important to get it right and then do you use Bisto or I, I sort of cheat a little bit. So you do all the, 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 the fussy stuff with the vegetables and all that and the roux and the wine and all that and then you just add a little bit of, yeah, because it, it browns and thickens, don't you know? It does, yes. 
That's what he used to say on the ad. It browns and thickens. So, yeah, all the all the stuff and then the bisto on top. So you, you're getting bo- the best of both worlds. Anyway, 51551 Ray at rte.ie. Uh, uh, don't know if this has made its way over to Ireland ever, but I doubt you'll find a stranger Christmas song than I Want to Hippopotamus for Christmas. Yes, we, not, only, not only has it come over here, we spoke to Gail Peavy, the lady who recorded it. I think she was nine at the time. And I, I can lip sync it if you like. I know it's radio, but I, I, I can do a bit of a lip sync on it because I learned it last year for the den. I want a hippopotamus. I am lip syncing here. Only a hippopotamus will do. Don't want a dog. And the story of that is that she was one of those child stars like uh, Shirley Temple. Uh, and it was such a success that the record company or somebody bought her a hippopotamus. Uh, and uh, she, at the age of nine, uh, realised that, that wasn't such a good idea. Where would she keep the, <laughs> the hippopotamus? I don't know where she was living at the time. Anyway, they donated it to the local zoo. Come on, Gail! I can see me It's one of my favourites. And uh, the other one is a Christmas cracker. I love that one as well. Um, anyway, we'll be playing loads of those songs this week, particularly on Thursday. And we want your voice notes as well for Thursday. Um, just if you want to say hello and happy Christmas to somebody in your life, um, you can leave us a voice note 087 187 9101. So WhatsApp voice note 087 187 9101. I'm sure if you don't know what that is, there is somebody in your life who does. Now, 51551 RT.ie promised I'd play this in its entirety. Good afternoon. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Smith and Burroughs, When the Thames Froze. That's a sort of an edited version. Uh, the original version is over five minutes long. I see they're, they're asking people on the journal.ie today, do you have a real or artificial Christmas tree this year? What would you think? What would you, the, way, the way they're talking about real Christmas trees, you would think that the majority of people have real Christmas trees. But... The people who have um, done the poll, done the, 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 the questionnaire on the journal.ie are maybe different. 61.7% have an artificial tree and uh, 29.1% have a real tree. It's there. Uh, now, better tell you about reeling in the year. Yep, we've got together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies and we're looking for two people to come on and answer three questions each on what they hear in their ears, reeling in the ears, you get it, yes. For a short clip, it's more difficult to get two points, the longer clip is easier and you get one point. And there is a prize. Boom, yes there is. Um, and it's thanks to Muckras Park. You win a voucher for a weekend break for two at the five-star Muckras Park in Killarney, including breakfast each morning and afternoon tea in their new tea rooms. And this Christmas, they want us to tell you to give the gift of making memories with a luxurious selection of gift vouchers, including exquisite dining experiences and rejuvenating spa treatments and relaxing getaways. And for every voucher purchased from Muckras Park uh, of €100 Euro or more, they will donate €5 Euro to Down Syndrome Ireland on your behalf. Uh, more details, muckraspark.com, muckraspark.com. Uh, okay, so we're looking for two people after four o'clock, uh, but you have to answer a qualifying question. I think Santa's knocking around again. Complete this famous Christmas lyric, sung by Andy Williams and interrupted by the man himself, Santa. It's the most wonderful time of the... Ho, 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 ho! There you go. It's the most wonderful time of the... Santa. Anyway, if you know the word that's missing, uh, call us now 0818 715 925. 0818 715 925.
Five. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51551 for your text. Now, there's a lovely interview in the Irish Times today with a man from Dunlear in County Louth. His name is Tony Duffy, and he's the owner of Duffy's Toy World. It's a traditional toy shop that doesn't stock any electronic toys. Um, we said we had to give him a call. So he's on the line now. Hello, Tony Duffy. Hello, Ray Darcy. How are you? Good that's to talk to you. To yeah, with you. Uh, that, that's that's it's a lovely, heartwarming piece in the Irish Times today with yourself um, and there's a lovely picture there. You do look like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't You're not the only one that says that, yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, I love I love the Dunlear accent. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're born and bred Dunlear, are you? I'm a born and bred Dunlear man. Born here. There's no maternity hospitals really when I was around. Yeah. So uh, I, I was the I was the baby that was caught under the cabbage. If you understand the time going back that far, you know. I do. And and, and the shop has been there since when? My father started his own shop in 1938, just shortly before the Second World War. Uh-huh. And at that time, he was repairing bicycles and he was selling plough parts for horse-drawn ploughs. And I mean horse-drawn ploughs because there's no tractors in the area. Wow. Different time completely. Oh, hugely different. Yeah, and and, and, and how did it evolve then to a full-on toy it shop? It evolved bit by bit, uh, Ray. We went in, my father went into the, uh, into the furniture business, then the carpet business, then all that sort of stuff. We went up through televisions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. In fact, at one stage, my father used to have a television on. Uh, there was a very few uh, televisions in the area in the late 50s. My father used to have a television uh, sitting on uh, in the in the window with a speaker out through it and he'd have 40 to 50 men each night uh, looking at television. Uh, that was the entertainment at the time. It wasn't good for the pubs, but anyhow. Come on, we're off down to Duffy's. <laughs> yeah, we're off down to Duffy's to see what, what the boxing match or whatever. Uh, yeah, That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Was. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Dunlear isn't a big place, Tony, is it? Delay's not a big place, no, yeah. but it's got uh, plenty of heart. And yeah. uh, we're right in the middle of County Loud. So, yeah. so, we, so we're not too far from uh, people in Dublin, people in Belfast. We've over a million people, uh, maybe more than a half, one and a half million people in a few miles of us. So the reason I'm talking about the size of Dunlear is that in this day and age, you wouldn't think it would support a shop like yours. But it doesn't really. Like, no. people, people from all over Ireland are very good to us. They have, a lot of people make it, make it an essential trip for Christmas for us. Yeah. And we've had people from um, Galway, from Kerry, Cork, um, Donegal, all over and all, all other areas in between. Particularly yeah. Dublin is very good it's, for us. It's, it's what they call a destination shop. That's what they call a destination, destination shop. shop. We yes. are a different sort of shop than, you are. than any other place yeah. in Ireland. There's so, no other shop like ours in Ireland. People so, will say that to me. So you had to take over quite young, Tony. Uh, I was 19 when my father uh, passed away. Right. What year was that? Uh, that was 1966. That, 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 was, that was a big... Sh- not only losing your dad, but then having to run the family business. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a different sort of time. Like, I, I, I inherited six fine uh, men, and there were men at the time. They weren't 19-year-old boys to start, uh, start um, managing uh, those guys. Yeah. Uh, they, were very good, they were very good employees. But we evolved over the years to uh, different things, and we eventually um, went finally to the toy business um, with, with the exclusion of everything else. And was there a moment... Tony. No, there wasn't a moment. No. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, an involvement. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. It just, it, just, it just evolved. We started off, I think the first year we sold about, we did a good year that year. There was £7,000 worth of, of toys that year. Right. 
but that was involved with the carpet and the furniture. It was only another, another yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, element of, of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we evolved on gradual, on a gradual basis, right up the whole way to where we are today. Yeah, you you obviously get great joy from it. I get. I'm a passionate about good toys. I don't bother about the electronic stuff. I don't think they do much for it. Does much for the children. Go on. But that's only me. Uh, I'm passionate about toys that's imaginative, creative, and developmental. We don't do any. We don't have any electronic buttons in here or anything like that. In fact, the only on our button here is in my pacemaker here. <laughs> I didn't know you had a, an on-off switch and a pacemaker. But no, anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you do either. It's just <laughs> when, somebody, when somebody takes the finger at you, you go, whether the damn pacemaker is working on it. Yeah, but you, your passion has brought you around Europe, I suppose. I don't know if around the world, but but you've gone to various places to see what they do and what toys are on I offer. do. I, I, I'm passionate about um, most of our toys, like when, when the... Uh, the the situation arose earlier, about beginning of October, when the shortage of toys were coming on. I was quite happy uh, with my situation because others were complaining that they were not going to get their, uh, their two things of toys because they were importing them from the Far East. Yes. And there was a lot of problems with the transport and things like that, whole thing. but I was quite happy because I, was, I, I import most of my toys from Europe. Yeah. You, you have the biggest collection of wooden toys in the country. I do. I do. And I'm very proud to say that because to- wood is the everlasting toy. You can take down wood after 40 years and it still works. But in a world that, you know, that's awash with technology um, and everybody has a camera phone and that's like a, a computer and yes, they, yes, can play, they can play all sorts of games and that. Do, 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 do you think children, is there a space in the world? Well, there obviously oh, there is. is. There, there, there yeah. is. Ray. Yeah. There is. Um, I love to see children. They're, they're imaginative and they're very creative themselves. And um, what I, I would always say that if you, you give a child a box of bricks, they will do something with it. Mm. It mightn't work the first time, it mightn't work the second time, but by God, they will stick at it and rebuild it and build it and build it and continually play with it. And, and like they, all the child psychologists say that playing with Lego or bricks or blocks or whatever is hugely important for oh, the development important. of a child. And it's not only that, really. Like we sell ranges of toys that create... create um, um, Role play, role play toys. Right, and they are the long, long-lasting ones that I would advocate. Like the ones that we sell would, would be sort of Sylvanian families and Playmobil. Oh and yes, yes, yes. These sort of ones, and even Lego to an extent. Now Lego is a building toy more so than a than a role. Well, they play still have toy. all those those little characters now, don't they? And they've you know, so you can create a little uh, well, sort of family made, scenario made, if you want. Made, uh, their own videos because they adjust the, the characters to suit yeah. uh, the time frame on a, on a movie camera, for instance, you, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're able to set the, the firemen up to uh, fire, fight the fires on, on the things, like, you know, yeah, on, so, the, so, on the toys. So there's a lovely thing when, when you know, it makes your day if a child walks in oh, God, right. that's, and it'd say, that's wow. Really my dear. Yeah. Have you got a bell on the door? No, we don't have a bell. No, on the door those lovely little tink, tinkle no, bells. No, we don't have a bell at all. We have the security cameras. Right, the right, place, right. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. I do hear, hear. And you, you went online, and all that worked out for you. Absolutely, we went out. Uh, we went out last year uh, online. Uh, we got uh, professionals in to build up the website. Yeah. Now it's it's, it's a pro. It's a work in progress, as all websites are, because they have to change them from time to time. You know. And that has worked out very well for us, uh, that we are getting to more people and we've become a bigger best destination shop throughout the country mm. uh, for the sort of toys that we have. Like, we stock nearly 19,000 different toys. 19,000? You, you must have a strong connection with himself. 
with Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a great friend of mine. Yeah, well, you look very alike. That's why. Probably, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, at, at this time of the year, um, you see, you, you do know uh, that uh, Prince uh, Queen Victoria married Prince Albert. Right. Okay, so he was a German. Right. So he brought the, uh, the tradition of the Christmas tree to England, and mm. we eventually inherited it. So I wear Bavarian type clothes here while the just in the roll up to Christmas. Mm. So to uh, to be the closest that I can to be. To Santa I Claus. see. You see. So you, you, uh, you know, you're not, not trying to impersonate. You're not trying to impersonate him, but you but you are. You look. You look like and through the eyes of a three year old, for example, you could look very. Well, a lot of them think I am. Yes. Yeah. I would yeah, not want to yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the other thing is that guy, I love guy, I love Santa Claus, and and you share his passion for. Oh, I do absolutely. You know, for toys and and for bringing smiles to little boys and girls' faces. Not only toys, but quality toys that bring imagination to the child, and that every day. Every day is a new day, a new toy with the same toy, but a different story. Well, listen, you're going to be on my destination list for 2022. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm going, going to bring my nine-year-old up to you. Duffy's Toy World in Dunlear, County Loud. Tony, I know you're very busy this time of the year. Yeah, if, thank if, you. Thank you, will be even busier. <laughs> if, if you're speaking to Santa in the, the run-up, although he's busier than you are, say, oh, is, say yeah. hello from us, won't you? Thanks, will, of course. thanks Tony. Will, of course. Thanks, Tony. Remind yourself <laughs> Talk to you. I always wanted to talk to you. All right, thanks. You're some guy on the radio. You really bring uh, bring smiles to my face. Oh, thanks, thanks, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Thank, no, that's you, lovely. Thank uh, you. Thank uh, you. Jolly man to talk on the phone. Thank you. Yeah. We'll send you out a mug there. You can put it in a position of prominence up in the shop. I See you, Tony. Good luck. See. I will put it up over the counter for you. Brilliant. Brilliant. You take care. The Ray Darcy Show you. on RTE Radio One. Text five one five five one. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Uh, you may remember that we spoke with Ben Cleary or Benjamin Cleary back in 2016 after he won the Oscar for his short film Stutter. Uh, well, now Benjamin has made his first feature-like movie with an all-star cast uh, of Murshla Ali, Naomi Harris, uh, Aquafina, and Len Close. Uh, Swan Song is set in the not-too-distant future. It's about a terminally ill man who wants uh, to save his wife and son from grief. So he plans on duplicating himself without them knowing. It's a beautiful, heartbreaking story. It has already received one Golden Globe nomination and Benjamin, who wrote and directed the movie, is on the line as well as uh, the producer of the movie, Rebecca Burke. Uh, Hello, Benjamin. Hi, Ray. How's it going? Thanks for having us on. And hello, Rebecca. Hi, Ray. How are you? Yeah, slight, just ever so slight delays, but we'll work with it. Uh, I'll I'll go to you first, Benjamin. Congratulations. Um, So what a mad, like, so 2016, prior to winning the Oscar, you were working in a burger restaurant in London, uh, and now you're working with Glenn Close uh, and getting Golden Globe nominations for the movie that you've worked on, and it's it's just amazing. And you wrote it and directed it, and it's amazing. It's brilliant, and congratulations. Uh, Thanks a million. How does it feel, or...? Um, yeah, it's, it is. It's still kind of that um, slightly surreal thing um, to sort of um, try and uh, go from back there and, and think about all the stuff that's happened. Um, it's uh, It's been just, uh, I feel really kind of lucky to have just got the chance to do this. Um, when I first started writing the script five years ago, I never thought I'd be able to work with my dream cast and some of the best actors in the world and Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Glenn and uh, Aquafina. So um, 
it's been it's been brilliant. I suppose it, it it's kind of um, it it happens in small increments in a way. Like it's yes. not like you're suddenly turning up on set, like you know, and there's two hundred people there, and you've never you're kind of along the way. You have those first meetings with 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 people, and um, and and we got so lucky. You know, our entire cast are just such nice, kind people. So for a first time filmmaker, but that, Benjamin, that, that helped. There is a day. There is one day though when you start shooting. When, when you know all of these people are there and they're all looking at you and going, "Hey, boss, hey, director, what's happening here?" Yeah, yeah, definitely. The first, uh, the first day we uh, shot, actually, I, I kind of fought pretty hard to get us a day where we could shoot, and um, because there's a love story at the centre of this, um, you know, with uh, Mahershala and Naomi's uh, characters, yeah. I, I got us a half day shoot where we just did the wedding day, and we it was a fully improvised day, so I was kind of writing little scenarios that we do and just sort of ease our way into it, and, ah. and of course use some of that footage in the film a little bit, yeah. but really it was important for me to, to go in and, and just kind of get everyone get everyone at ease, I suppose, and sort of just uh, start the relationship in that way, you know? Speaking of relationships, Rebecca, you and Benjamin are, are friendly since teenage years? Yeah, since our, since our late teens. And uh, then we started working together um, shortly after, kind of mid-twenties, and uh, have been working together ever since. Which is great. <laughs> so, so he he got the job and then pulled you up behind him, so to speak. Is that the way it worked out? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. For this one, that's exactly how it worked out. He we were working together. Uh, he had made his first short, Stutter, um, already, and we were working on his second short when Stutter started um, its its Oscar run. Um, and uh, then off the back of that, he got signed to a company called Anonymous Content in the US. Um, and started writing his feature and uh, very kindly insisted that I would uh, join the team, <laughs> um, which, uh, which has been an incredible journey. So, um, yeah, it's been great. It, it just, Swan Song is available to watch now on, on Apple Plus. Uh, and I see now that you can get the Apple Plus on Sky. Uh, for the, that's the first time I noticed it. You don't have to have the Apple TV box uh, anymore. You can get it on if you have Sky at home. Uh, and, and so describe it, uh, Ben, then Benjamin, sorry. Um, I know you prefer Benjamin, not Ben. Uh, describe Ben's grand. Yeah, des- describe it to me then. So so there's uh, Cameron and Poppy are uh, in a lovely, loving relationship. Yeah, so it's a, it's a near future story um, about a guy, Cameron, who's got a wife and a young um, son, Corey. Um and he gets diagnosed with a late stage terminal uh, disease and he um, finds out about this burgeoning technology where he can duplicate himself to save his family the bereavement of his passing um, without them knowing. And the film, although it kind of has a bit of a sci-fi sort of um, tilt, you know, um, it actually really explores the human story at the centre of all that, you know. So it kind of it's about him trying to decipher if this other person truly is an authentic version of himself. And through that, he has to, you know, it's kind of like a meditation on memory and um, identity and trust. And he kind of, we weave in the love story that he, you know, mm. re-experiences essentially through trying to decipher this other him is him. And it's got Mahershala. Mahershala plays both roles of Cameron and his duplicate, who uh, yes. they call Jack. And it's just, it's kind of <laughs> watching him try to work out the, the moral dilemma at the centre of it and that kind of thing. So it's sci-fi, but you don't go in expecting kind of, you know what I mean, a sort of a thrillery sci-fi thing. It's really more about the, the human side of it. Well, well, the, the height of the sci-fi and is the, the little nodes that they put on 
his temples. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. it's 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 low low uh, sci-fi. It's more about, as you say, uh, the philosophical dilemma and all that. And and yeah. y- you didn't t- take an easy task uh, for your first feature length because, y- as you say, uh, one actor playing two roles in scenes together, um, and that's that's a technical challenge. Yeah, definitely. There was a, there was a lot of stuff in the film um, along these five years where I kind of was questioning my sanity as to why I decided to do this for my first film. Um, myself and Rebecca definitely was. We're, we're kind of wondering like why we didn't pick something a little bit easier technically. But um, we got really lucky. We were working with a brilliant team of people. Surrounding yourself with with, with really talented people to do it is is helpful. Um, shooting one actor to for two is, you know it. There's, there's lots, it's been done a lot before in a lot of things. So we had good research there that we were able to draw on. Um, and my job really, in a way, was to try to come up with the least technical way of doing it as possible because the role that Mahershal is, um, the two roles that he's playing, like it, it's, it's emotionally charged. You know, he had to go to um, incredibly difficult places, I think, yeah. um, you know, to get into both of those sort of different interior worlds. So I really tried to, to, to go with um, the least technical way of doing it and never to have a shot in there that was sort of more style over substance, if you will, you know. And so that was kind of the, the general approach of, of how we did it. Yeah, and, and then he, he has to be jealous of himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Re- Rebecca, like, the, everybody's want, when they see it, they're going to want to live in that house. Um, where, where is that house? Uh, I know, it's pretty spectacular, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, we it's, all felt the same thing when we went in there. When we arrived into the location, everybody agreed that we'd all go there to die if we had the option, you know? <laughs> because that, that's, that's so, what, well, I won't give too much away, but yeah, you've said it there. They, that's where they go to die and then their clone is sent back out into the real world. Um, and an amazing spoiler house. Spoiler alert. It's spoiler alert. <laughs> but but it's, it's not about that really, isn't it? I could tell the whole story. It, it is about no. the emotions in it and uh, the no. beauty. We do, we do, we, you, you, you do know from, from any little bit that you read online as well that, you know, obviously Cameron is, uh, Cameron is dying yes. um, and, uh, you know, maybe he does or maybe he doesn't go yeah. back out into the world. They'll have to, to watch it to see. But the, the house was incredible. The locations were amazing. We were very lucky to have the opportunity to shoot in Vancouver um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of the most beautiful places uh, I've ever been to in my life. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. So... Yeah, and, um, and I see that, you, that 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 although they might have been a little bit sceptical at start about Benjamin wanting you along, that you went up and the ranks and you you proved yourself. Is, is that the way it has to work in in Hollywood? You know, because you were a newcomer, weren't you? Really, I was. Yeah, I think that um, initially. I mean, obviously Ben uh, would have had his pick of a of a large pool of producers in America, and uh, you know, we were very lucky that we had a team of. There's, there's five other producers on this that were absolutely fantastic and we had co-producers and, um, you know, line producer, mm. obviously. And um, I uh, was lucky enough to come on board as a, as a co-producer initially as Ben's producer. And then, you know, the way Ben and I, Ben and I work quite closely together. So, um, and because COVID prolonged the production, um, I suppose it gave me an opportunity to show what I was made of. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, uh, luckily... Uh, had the opportunity to work my way up the ranks to uh, to producer and um, yeah I'm I'm very lucky to uh, have gotten that title on on this movie because well, it's obviously close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, what age are you, Benjamin? Uh, Thirty eight. I had to think for a second there. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so you were the patient one. I know 38, it's, it's still very young, but like, I suppose people were going, when is he going to do, when is he going to get a real job? Um, <laughs> and now it's sort of going, look at me now, look at me now. I have a movie oh, yeah. on Apple Plus. Yeah. Uh, well, my, yeah. My folks were just really supportive, even though I was kind of, yeah, like off making that short film in London and, and, and starting a master's, a screenwriting master's very late in a way. Well, not very late, but 27, 28, yeah. like, yeah, but they were just really supportive of it all the way through. And, and once I once I said I was going to go in and change careers and go into that, they both um, said that they were really happy because they'd always thought that was what I should do. So it was a really nice thing to have that, actually. Well, you're obviously hugely talented because the performances you get out of those brilliant actors, just amazing. And the whole thing is so sensitively and beautifully done. Um, and it's a it's it's a it's a film that'll stay with you for a long time, and it'll make you ask questions of yourself and of people around you. Uh, Swan Song, it's on uh, Apple TV or Apple Plus, as they call it, the the, the thing. It's it's available to watch there. Um, so congratulations again. I hope you have a lovely Christmas, the two E, and thanks for taking time out to talk to us today, Benjamin Cleary and Rebecca yeah. Burke. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a million. See you. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, Conor Pope joins us for the last time this year. The last time this year, Ray, yes. and it's full of stress and excitement and joy <laughs> because I, I thought I was due to drive here because I'm super lazy, uh, even though I'm a big advocate of cycling. And then a few minutes before I was due to hop in the car, my wife got the call from the pharmacist saying the booster was ready. So she had to hop in the car and drive to the bo- to get her booster. So I had to hop on my bike. I cycled across the city like <laughs> Stephen Roach or Sean Kelly. And I was drenched in sweat by the time I got here. The poor security guards thought I was going to rob the place. Right. But I'm here now, so Yay! all is good. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I got the booster over the weekend in, in our pharmacy as well. So local pharmacies are doing a great job. I got mine country. in my local pharmacy yes. and I have to say it's brilliant because, you know, they're taking away a lot of the pressure off the, off the queues in, in, the, in the vaccination centres. And, you know, we, we were talking in the summertime about the sense of relief when you get your first job and then your second job. And it's the same deal now with the third job because we do know that it works and it works against the Omicron variant yes, to, to a huge degree and it stops people getting seriously yeah. ill and that's why it's really important that, that, and, and that people, people are, should get it. And people are. You know, just people see, are, you know, absolutely. I saw the pictures in, the, in your paper today. It's not, you don't own it but you know the, the paper I you wish. work for. <laughs> 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 in City West and all the comments were um, I think Simon Carswell uh, all the comments were that they were delighted it was a privilege yeah. They, yeah, they didn't mind and you know, for two that's, hours. that's a really important word actually the privilege because yes. we are super privileged in this country A to have access to all the vaccines that we need and B to have a, a, a sufficiently well educated nation that understands the importance and the value of science yes. and the fact that if you get vaccinated against a thing like this it is, not, it's not the silver bullet but it's certainly one really significant way out of the pandemic yes. and, that, yeah, and of course the, the, then it comes down to vaccine equity and spreading it around the world but you know that, that has to be part of the conversation too And somebody, now that you say that wait, let's just, there's one there, it's a text oh, where did I go there? UNICEF, I know I'm looking for it here, I'll find it, I'll find it, oh there it is there uh, Merry Christmas to you, uh, team and family, everyone is in the race getting a booster. I'm just wondering if possible that everyone who has the booster could donate get the vaccine to UNICEF Ireland. It will help the world in Ireland. So there must you know be what? I'm, re- I'm really glad you say that because, because UNICEF do have this programme whereby get, get, a, get a vaccine, give a vaccine. So if you get a vaccine 
in this country, they're encouraging people to donate five euros, 10 euros, 20 euros to give somebody else a vaccine in another country. And it's a really important initiative. UNICEF.ie forward slash vaccine. Brilliant. UNICEF.ie forward slash vaccine. Right. Uh, Connor. this is a predicament I'd imagine that a lot of people are going to find themselves in, whether they like it or not. Um, Dear Connor, I bought my wife a present for Christmas in plenty of time on November 26th, in fact. It was coming from the UK, but still hasn't arrived. I have a tracking number which tells me it's still in customs in the UK. What can I do? The company is next to useless. What are my rights when it comes to a refund or can I just cancel the order? This is really stressful. And as you say, I suspect there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of people all over the country anxiously looking at, uh, at, at, the, at the tracking numbers and finding, trying to find out where the parcels are. And as Simon Delaney said on Instagram last night, he said, forget about the trackers now. It's trust in God because there's, <laughs> there's nothing else that can be done. And we are. And, but what's really unfortunate about this, and I really feel this person's pain, is that they ordered it in plenty of time. Because yes. that's what we're always saying on this show. You need to leave plenty of time for these deliveries. So in, in the normal course, course of events, if you order a product in the, at the end of November from the UK, it'll come over to this country uh, and you'll have it early December and it, all, everything will be grand. But what's been happening an awful lot is products are just getting stopped in UK customs and they're sitting in warehouses. Maybe it's because they don't have sufficient staff to, to handle all the uh, all the packages because of COVID. Maybe it's because the, the, the paperwork wasn't done to a sufficiently high degree because of Brexit. But whatever's happening, it's happening all over the place. And it's not just this one individual retailer who they describe as useless. It's all retailers. So what are your rights? Well, actually, you do have some rights here. So it's not like just a question of cancelling the order, which has already been paid for. So that becomes problematic. But under... EU law, a, a retailer must deliver the product within 30 days. The UK. No, it's the, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll get to that in a second. Now, so, <laughs> under, the, under EU law, a retailer has 30 days to deliver the product. Now, if after the 30 days you still haven't got the product, what you do then is you ring the retailer, their help desk or whatever, and you say, listen, I want the product by Thursday or I'm cancelling the order. And then the retailer has another choice. They can say, they can give up the one that's in the depot in, in UK customs as a lost cause and say, right, that's just never getting there. And they can expedite shipping to oh, send right, okay. the product yes, again. Yeah. And it would it would work. Like you could get a product from the UK, like Lord knows Amazon is shipping products all over the world in like 15 minutes. So you would get the product. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. But like they could, so that's the first, that's the first thing okay. this person does. Uh, secondly, if, if, the product, the product hasn't arrived after the deadline. So you say, listen, I need it by Thursday and it doesn't come by Thursday. Well, then you have a right to cancel the product. Now, this is EU law. Now, and obviously we all know that the UK has left the European Union. So technically speaking, it, it is now exempt from all EU laws. But websites that are based in the UK that have Irish domain names uh, have a moral duty and most of them are doing oh, the right thing. Or legal. Well, see, it, like, you yeah. know, they, it depends on where they're, they're physically based. Yeah. But like if you were dealing with Dan's dodgy deals in Dover, like you'd probably just whistle. Send say for example, if but I if order something on Etsy.ie and it ends up coming from Bournemouth. Well, yeah, well, you know, that's a real problem because the .ie domain name do, is no guarantee that the product yes. or the website is based in Ireland. And nor does that give you any guarantee because you can't exactly go to the, you know, and say, but you said you were .ie because that's not proof that the, uh, that okay. it was. But like the big retailers that have a significant footprint, both physical and virtual in this country, the likes of M&S and Tesco's Next. and Next and yeah, all these people, yeah. they, they will follow the laws that are in existence okay. across the European Union. So, but there is, there is a, a, set, a set course of events. And the other thing that the person might have to do is they might have to go out, panic buy, 
buy a, pr- a present at the last minute which they'll probably pay in over the odds for it mightn't be exactly what they want but then they could look at it as a good news story can in I the just, new year Can I just say something? Yes do you, th- do you think that people listening to this conversation now are going to use it as an excuse so it comes <laughs> to Christmas Day I ordered that you wouldn't believe it November 26th I ordered it's the most beautiful present it hasn't arrived yet it hasn't arrived yet Do you know what bad people are going to use that as an excuse Ray and Can I ask you a quick question yes. just, just on my own behalf would, would you ever get an email about tracking of a shipment from PayPal well, that's difficult to know because they're not a delivery company. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the, 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 the tracking numbers, it yeah. tends to be the delivery companies know, that I do know, the tracking. I know, I know, I know. And, and the difficulty for, for a lot of people, and you know, I've been in this, I've been this soldier myself, is that a lot of the time that the, the, until it gets to this country, it's very difficult to, to, no, have, I, to get I, a clear I, sense of where I, it's coming from. I don't from. think this this company exists because I've got a, this email about from PayPal saying they're tracking my parcel. And I, but if you bought it via PayPal, I did. Well, then you have protections oh, do, in place, right, okay. so you will be you'll either get your money back or you'll get the parcel because that's that's at least the benefit of using the PayPal. big legitimate okay. sites okay. that you do have protections in the same way that buying a credit buying with a credit card or whatever gives you protections. Yeah. I, the reason I said that to you now is that I have, you know, I've, I have an excuse now to a number of people in my life that because it's not going to arrive by. Well, it might, Ray. No, it I don't might. think it don't is. Give I don't give up hope. Right. Okay. And you know what? What you can do is you can print out a photograph of the lovely present that you bought them and say, and I've had, you know, like I, I've had That's to not do a that. Bad idea, yeah, so yeah. here's what you here's what you would have won. Yeah. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, you've won nothing. Right. Okay. I don't know if it, 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 a photograph doesn't flatter this particular thing. Anyway, I'll, I'll see. You, I'll see you about it anyway. Uh, Connor, thanks so thanks much for everything much. in 2021. Um, uh, happy Christmas uh, and we'll see you in 2022 and happy Christmas to all your listeners bye bye Anish Doshin and the Prefskelton in Oakdale at Court to Wallace Gurramaga Court thank you very much 51551 Ray at Joanne it's been on she says great Christmas song all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth it's a great one rarely played happy Christmas to you and the team you see we we were speaking about oddball Christmas songs that don't get aired that often um, so Maureen Smith's been on as well as Joanne and she says uh, all I want for Christmas two front teeth don't know who sang it but it brings back uh, memories from Gort Road in Ennis that's one version I don't think that's the version this sounds more like it like yeah this is the one this and all through the house and a creature is stirring not even a mouse suddenly I heard a strange noise down below so in my flannel pajamas, I went tippy-toe. <laughs> I could see your sight, Nick, from the spot where I stood. So I slid down the banister just as fast as I could. Get on with it! <laughs> what happened? Ooh. All I want for Christmas is my two front tips. My two front tips. See my two front tips. <laughs> Gee, if I could only have my two front and I could wish you Merry Christmas. Christmas. Spike Jones and the City Slickers. I think that's from 1958 or something. I remember I had um, an album of obscure Christmas songs and that was on it. Uh, you can't beat Gabo's Christmas cake recipe or Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas, says Reg Shannon and Sandy Mount. And before I go to uh, Gabo's Christmas cake, I just want to remind you that Jimmy Blake is coming on and he's offering advice on Christmas plants and flowers and things that you might be doing in the garden over the Christmas break.
So if you have any questions for Jimmy, he's a plant man. He knows everything there is to know about plants and flowers and all that sort of thing. Uh, get them into us now. 51551 questions for Jimmy Blake. Now, this is, this is going to be funny, but a bit sad because we all miss uh, Uncle Gabo. Uh, but this is him at his funniest best um, when he was just what would seem like an innocuous reading out of the recipe for a Christmas cake. Now, you turn on the electric mixer and you beat one cup of butter in a large uh, fluffy bowl. Then you add one teaspoon of sugar and and you beat all that up again. Now, while you beat, do it, make sure the whiskey is still okay. Have, a, have another level cup of whiskey, make sure it's, it's still okay. Uh, cry another top. Uh, you sift uh, 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 two, uh, uh, two, two, two cups of salt uh, or, or, or something. Who cares? Check the whiskey. That's the important thing. Join uh, the cakes in three hundred. Yeah. Don't don't now. Don't don't forget to beat off the turner. And then you you throw the bowl out the window. Check the whiskey again. I'll 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 oh, geez, go to bed. There you go. Edited version uh, of Gable's Christmas cake recipe. Um, now, bring back McCannis as somebody and Tony, this is Tony Duffy. Tony Duffy is great. The kids uh, liken him to the toy store owner from Home Alone. Um, kids love it, says Mike and Dunlear. And I put my first order into Duffy's this year. Order came with a handwritten note on invoice thanking me for my custom. Made all the difference. Wonderful services, that person. And uh, Rebecca Burke, great to hear Rebecca Burke from Assembly Films talking to your man on the radio. Uh, proving herself was never in doubt. And uh, please tell Connor that an electric bike takes the sweat out of cycling, says Joe. And used to bring my children to Tony's toy shop when they were younger. Their eyes lit up. It's a fab shop and Tony is Santa's twin. And my son is 19 and getting some Lego for Christmas. He's a Lego fan since he was three. There are great sets available now for age 18 plus, says Claire in Kerry. Now, where are we? Oh, yeah, we're here. Yes, well, nearly forgot about reeling in the ears. Uh, bits of songs, TV shows, movies and news clips as well. And we have two people on the line waiting to see if they can win a prize. And this week it's thanks to Muckras Park. It's about for a weekend break for two at the five-star Muckras Park in Killarney. B&B and then you get afternoon tea. B&B and afternoon tea. And this Christmas, they're telling us to tell you, give the gift of making memories with a luxurious selection of gift vouchers, including exquisite dining experiences and rejuvenating spa treatments and relaxing getaways. And for every voucher purchased of €100 or more, they will donate €5 to Down Syndrome Ireland. Muckraspark.ie. It's not, it's muckraspark.com. 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 Hello, Evelyn. Hi, Ray. How are you? Are you okay? I'm great. Great. I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah, but, um, yeah I'm you're, okay. you're fine. You're fine. You're in the middle. Of, you're in the middle of what? Icing a Christmas cake. Making, yeah, putting marzipan, and I'm just using royal icing. I'm cheating. Um, <laughs> yeah, still people looking for old-fashioned ones, right? I have two. That's all this year. Right. Um, yeah, like it's kind of died out a bit, but um, I just still have two people that like it. They're elderly, and I bring. Um, uh, cupcakes to the uh, nursing home that's oh, near me as well so I have a few dozen of them to do tomorrow oh, brilliant. so yeah they love them like so yeah, yeah. and do, yeah. You, do you put figurines on your on your Christmas cakes 
little, little edible ones, yeah. Yes. I, I pipe, like, I pipe. Oh, do you then, pipe? Um, the, little, right. the little edible, yeah. Yeah, little yeah. edible Santas and little edible Christmas trees and all that sort oh. of thing. Well, on the big ones with the Royal Ice and they're just little plastic ones because they're set down into it like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so you're, are you all set then? Um, yeah, more or less. Like, I'm living with mum, so right. I don't have too much to do, thank God, that oh, no, way. She does it all. I'm a chef anyway. I'm oh, a yeah. chef, so I normally, yeah, but mum's great cook. It's nice for someone else to do it. Of course, of course, yeah. You're you're up against Jared Dennis in uh, Trim in Waterford. Hello, Jer. How are you, Ray? Are you, are, you, are you from Trim and in Waterford, or is there a Trim in Waterford? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Trim on, on my way to Waterford. Uh-huh. So Trim County Mead is, is, yes, is yes. Called, yeah, uh, yeah. Waterford is the destination here today. Right. And what are you, what are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm heading down. My, my son is studying in Waterford, and um, he came home there last Friday, um, and then advised me that most of the things he needs for Christmas are still in Waterford. So I'm doing the usual father thing, Ray, and I'm driving down and collecting his bits and pieces from today. Aren't you the nice dad? Asher, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a father of the year here, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he, what, he arrived up in the train and said, look, oh, oh I left everything behind, I left everything behind. And yeah, you... yeah, that's it. He, he rocks along and says, I've only got clothes for three days. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> who's, who's doing the, the cooking over Christmas? Um, I will I will do the cooking, but I have to I have to be honest and say that um, my wife Antoinette does absolutely everything else. So oh, yeah. it's my tiny contribution to the festive uh, to the festive. Because there is a lot more to it than just you know cooking the dinner. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's 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 cleaning the house. There's arranging the presents. There's sending the Christmas cards. You know, and yeah. the list goes on and on and on. Getting it, getting a box of chocolates for the postman. All all of those things, postwoman. For, for sure. And yeah. she, she she nails out every single year. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, now you know the deal here. You've uh, three clips each. Um, you can go for a short version of the clip that'll get you two points. You can go for a longer clip that'll get you one point. Whoever has the most points at the end gets the prize. Good luck to you both, uh, Evelyn and you. Ross and Jer from Trim on his way to Waterford. Here we go. Radio, Evelyn, first question for you. The year is 1999. 1999. I don't know how you feel about that. We're at the movies. So are you going to go for a long clip or a short clip? Uh, just going to go short, right? Okay, for short from the start. Fair enough. Okay, this rom-com starred Drew Barrymore. She played a reporter who goes undercover at a Chicago high school in order to obtain a story. Can you name it? And here is your short clip for two points. I'm 25 years old. I'm an undercover reporter. Oh, yeah, that's never been kissed. It has never been kissed. Well done. Yeah. Well I like done. her. I yes. like her. See, yeah, I, I, we had a debate up in the office. I said, I don't think anybody's going to get that. But there you go. You, you proved me wrong. Uh, Neve said, they will get it. So Neve was right. I was wrong. Thank okay, you. Uh, Jer, uh, yep. still, still in 1999, still at the movies. Do you want to go short or long? Um, we'll go for a short one. Short one, okay. This rom-com set in the UK starred Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Can you name it? And here is your clip. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy. Um, is it Notting Hill? It is Notting Hill. Woo, you two are good. Two points each. Evelyn, back to you. It's still 1999 in our quiz anyway, and we're in the charts, so it's a music question. How do you feel about that? Do you want to go short or long? 
I'll try short. Short again. Okay, for two points. This song by a leopard print clad Canadian singer went to number one in Ireland in June of 1999. So the song or the singer, and this is your short clip for two points. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. Oh, uh, that don't impress me much. Well, it does impress me a lot. That's very good. That's the, that don't impress me much is correct. Like you know, yeah, 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 you don't need both, but you, you did oh, two okay. points there. Well done. Thank you. Um, Jer. Yes, sir. Now, 1999, music, good, bad, indifferent, short or long? Oh, gosh. Uh, Sounds like we have to go for short one. Short. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be grateful to try it. Okay. Uh, this song by an American singer went to number one in Ireland in December of 1999. Again. The name of the song or the name of the singer and here we go for two points. Put my smiles up just up front. Mm. No, I don't, I don't have it. Any idea, no. They're not messing when they say short. Are they? Um, <laughs> it's uh, I Try by Macy Gray. No, I wouldn't have got that. You wouldn't have got it, you wouldn't have got it. Okay. It's not, all not lost, Ger, um, uh, because if Evelyn gets this one wrong and then you get your final question right with a two-pointer, we're in a tie-break situation. Uh, but Evelyn, what this means for you is uh, anything will do you. Any a one or a two-pointer will do you. So what are you going to do? We're in the news. It's 1999. Are you going to go short or long? Just go long, I suppose. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay. Good luck with this. Then, if you get it right, uh, it'll it'll win you today's quiz. Um, so, on the twenty first of May, nineteen ninety nine, uh, he's getting a mention again now. Uh, Gay Byrne presented his last edition of the Late Late Show. What did Bono and Larry from U two give him as a parting gift? And here is your long clip for one point. You're supposed to sing a song. You <laughs> number. This is this is you're the wild one. And, uh, <laughs> That's about as wild as That's about as wild as you can get. Come on, I can't cope with this. Don't be ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So that's and yours. That's yours, but what was it? I think they gave him a Harley Davidson motorbike. They did give him a Harley Davidson motorbike, exactly. Yes, they did. You get one point. And Gabo went on, uh, put the bike up for raffle uh, for... Uh, I should have went short. No, but it doesn't matter. You, you win anyway. 82,000 he got for it when he put it up for Crumlin Children's Hospital. Jerry, you can't catch Evelyn. I, I, I can see. I, I can see that. So. Yes. Yeah. You, so well, well, well done. Well done, everyone. Congratulations. Yeah, um, thank enjoy, you. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the break. Yeah, and and Jerry, yeah, we're going to send you out a couple of radar show mugs. I'd be looking forward to seeing those. Yeah, and much. listen. Good luck with the cooking and enjoy Christmas <laughs> with with the family and and drive <laughs> safely, won't you, Jer? I will indeed. Okay. And you and yours, right? Thank right. You. See you now. Bye now. That's uh, Jer there from Trim. Uh, Evelyn, well done. Oh, Ray, I'm so happy. That's really, really cool. I'm so delighted. Yeah, Brilliant. You're, you're off to the five-star Mercus Park in Killarney for two oh nights. Oh, my God. I can only think of it now. And have some, I can look forward to that for the new year. Yeah. I could do with a break, to be honest. Mercuspark.com. Yeah. You can have a look at that and you can see what's in store for you. I'll take my mom. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So okay, much, Evelyn. Ray. Happy Christmas. Christmas. Happy Christmas. Bye. Thank bye, you. Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. RTE.ie The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1 uh, Jimmy Blake is waiting outside with a what do you call it? a forest of plants I don't know if it's a forest of plants anyway he's coming in to give you advice uh, on Christmas flowers and plants but first a bit of this not that but this thank you there it is Mariah Carey had to happen eventually all I want for Christmas 
Jimmy Blake from Hunty Brooks Gardens joins us in studio uh, with um, wh- wh- a collection of plants and flowers. Uh, Jimmy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, now, it's it's not a good time of the year for the garden, is it? Arsh, look, there's, there's very little that's flowers in December, so... What have you got? What have you, you've some hellebore with you. I brought in whatever's in flower. Yeah. Uh, the hellebores are probably the best thing for people to get. I mean, they're available everywhere. You know, garden centres, supermarkets. They're easy to grow. Anyone can grow them. And they'll flower kind of December, January, February. So that, that would be the first thing I would say to people to, they're lovely, to have. They're lovely white flower. Just white and you get them then in purple as oh, well. Yeah, you yes, get them in yeah, red. Yes. And you cut off all the leaves in January and then you can see the flowers. So, so this is really planning for next year, is it? Yeah, but they could. You could go, you, I bought these the other day. Right. Uh, you could just go out buy them now, and uh, even for Christmas, a pot at the front door. Ah, yes, yes. Put them into it. Hellebore. Hellebore. Right. There you go. Yeah. H e l l e b o r e. Yeah. Uh, Mahonias. Mahonia is is a big shrub. It's uh, here, this spiky shrub with the yellow flowers. It's a it's a fantastic thing. Again, it's easy for people to get. It's easy to grow, and it flowers in the middle of the winter when very little flowers, and a lot of them will have scent. Because the pollinators, uh, it needs to be stronger, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, yeah, right, to right. get them to come to. to yes, yeah, to, right, okay. Yeah, so, so Mahonia spelled M A H O N A I A. Yeah, Mahonia. It's, it's charity is charity is the other name of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so it's a, that, it's a, it's a, it's a really for. good one. Grow in shade or a little bit of sun as well. So they'd so. be lovely, a lovely gift for somebody who has a garden. Really nice. Yeah, really nice. Hellebore or Mahonia. Yeah. Uh, now you're this time of the year, snowdrops. Would you see snowdrops yet? Yeah, look, I brought one in. Look, you've, you've, proof positive you're that very privileged yes, that I had yeah. four flower and I picked one to come in here. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's um, the, th- this this is the star of the show for me, even though it's small. This keeps me sane in the winter. I go swear on. to God. Well, I, I I've I counted them up the other day. I've about over three hundred different types of them, and uh, there's loads of people all over the world collect these now. And uh, but really, seriously, I suppose for me. I don't particularly like the garden this time of year. And to be able to walk out into the garden and see something coming up. In, I, lo- I love your honesty. In a rotten, cold day. Yeah, It's hope, isn't it? It's, it's hope. It's, it's hope. spring once, before spring. Yeah. Once you get past Christmas, if you have snowdrops in your garden, and definitely plan for next year, because you need to buy them with their leaves on them, not bulbs in the autumn, because they're usually dead. Uh-huh. So I got a lot of mine down in Altamont Gardens, down in Carlo, and they actually sell different types of them. So you might get addicted to them like me. Um, 300 types I've over and 300 how, how do they vary in appearance well they're all white yeah, yes. and green yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying how do, you, how do you know one from the other that's my question they might question. just have a little tip of green here or all right. you know it's uh, but it's that time of year you're kind of desperate for a bit of, bit of colour that's a particularly interest. nice one though it's, 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 it's nearly one, like a, you made it it's so perfect yeah, they're, so picture they're perfect really, it doesn't matter what weather you get as well so that's like. one, qu- one quarter of your snowdrops yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just picked for you. <laughs> oh, we're so privileged. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, and so, so that the, the fact that they're out now doesn't mean anything about climate change or anything like that. Not, they, they, not no. at all. There's, there's a whole like you, you can get ones that will flower around Christmas, then they spread into February. Uh, you know, we usually open the gardens in March, uh, at the end of March, and I've decided to open for a few days in February just because of snowdrops. Just to show off your snowdrops. Snowdrops, yeah. yeah, yeah. To try and so, so <laughs> pay for the How does the chat go in those chat rooms, those snowdrop collector chat rooms? Oh, very serious. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm only now just getting accepted into that world. Right, you're right. And you're, you're a galantophile, it's called, if you collect snowdrops. So. Galantophile. That's our word for today. G-A-L-A-N-T, is it? Yeah, Gal- galantophile. Yeah. Galantophile. 
Now, take that away with you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, and impress your friends, Galantophile. You won't meet many of them. I've, you, you're the first Galantophile I've met, Jimmy Blake. <laughs> OK, uh, let's see what, what people are asking. Um, Jimmy, is it too late to plant daffodils and tulips? Uh, I, was a, I was a tulip in October and forgot to plant mine. Oh, uh, they are sitting in the cupboard. Can I still sow them? Um, yeah, no problem with tulips. Daffodils, get them into the ground anyway. If you still have them, they're better in the ground. Than, than in your in your cupboard. <laughs> right. Tulips doesn't matter. They they'll have no problem going in now. They'll flower no problem next year. Okay. Uh, how do you keep my Christmas tree from drooping? It's been up since the fifth of December and it's looking poorly. I don't know if you is this your area of expertise, Jimmy. Well, I you know in America they always put water in the base of the Christmas tree to yeah. actually hydrate it through the through the through the Christmas, and so that you know you can get stands where you put the Christmas tree in and there's water in it. Yeah, you know I that's, always that's, think I'll do it and I never do it. Do you have a real or an artificial? I actually, have a real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you did you just go down to the garden and just cut one down? Yeah. You <laughs> no, they're too big now. No, no, <laughs> you had to go and buy one. That, that's mad that you owned that thing and you had to go and buy a Christmas. Tree. I know. Yeah, uh, I got one of those lovely small trees in a pot. Um, how what do I do with it after Christmas? Can I plant it in the garden? You, you can't. Like the one thing with those trees in the pot, they're just going. They're dying to get back outside. They hate being in your house. Right. So get them out as soon as you can. You know, if they're in a tiny pot, you can put it into a bigger pot. You can plant them in the ground, but you know they're like a forestry tree that grows up in the mountains. They're not terribly beautiful. Right. Um, yeah. are, are very good for, for insect life or anything. But yeah, you can definitely plant them or you can put them in a bigger pot and have it for next year. We were talking to a guy from Cork who's doing that rent-a-tree. Rent a oh, right, yeah. Yeah, did you know that? No, no, well, just, It could be a business for you. So yeah, yeah, what yeah. What you do is you, you deliver the Christmas tree and then you go and collect it in January and bring it back. back. Yeah. yeah, it's a good idea. Not, not a bad it's idea. good idea, yeah. Uh, I have a holly shrub in my garden. Let's see if we, have to, if we do have time for this. But someone came over and decimated it in the middle of the night there last week. There are very few branches with berries left. I want to transplant it to the back now. Is that possible? Poor old holly tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could definitely put it into the into the background. You can move it any time, kind of from October to March. Right. Dig well, it up. What else have you got there? Those berries. Though, the, the, the berries here have a massive amount of red berries. Uh, Viburnum betulifolium, it's called. There's a good name. But these can be picked, and they're great for bringing into the house in winter. Uh, not sure if you can eat them because they look like red currants. Yes. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't oh, advise it. I wouldn't advise it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they look they look super, so you know. What's the name again? Viburnum betulifolium. Right. It's okay. the best plant in my place. It's for for berries, just laden down with berries. And lovely Christmas red. Beautiful. Lovely Christmas yeah, red. Yeah. And then I picked this big bunch of hydrangeas. Now they look a bit dead, but they're kind of, you know, there well, is the, well the name, you have to keep them well yeah. watered, isn't that the that's, get that's name? the thing, yeah. Um, well, I'll just hang these up now. I've just I have a wooden house and I've painted it white inside. And you know, when you hang these up, they're lovely. Now I could have picked them a few weeks ago; they would have looked better. But still, I think they look nice. Um, it's kind of a bluish hydrangea. hydrangea. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, you can add in. Can Christmas you get them in Florence? Hydrangeas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If you were, if you were, what's the perfect uh, floral gift? For Christmas, what would you? Well, do you know those, those helibors? I think it's right. great because okay. then they have something to remember afterwards. And, and uh, finally, and quickly, because we spoke to the man who grows the poinsettia out, and he won't like me for asking you this, but how do you keep your poinsettia till next year? You know, I've all they've always just died in me. Oh, um, right. <laughs> I would I would say they want they want plenty of light. Yeah. Um, 
you know, watch that they're not in a drafty. <laughs> in a drafty he, he's not going to tell you how that you're a terrible man, Jimmy Blake. Okay, they thank usually you very just much. die, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Happy Christmas, Jimmy. Thanks so much for coming in. Uh, that's it from us. Uh, Sarah uh, is flying solo on drive time. We are back tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Monday evening, wherever you got you here. There you go. 